0: I wonder what this man thinks about potentially Charlie Staines at fullback. Phil Buzz, Roughfoot on the line. Buzz, good morning. Yeah, good morning,
1: boys. I'm on a massive, massive high. Yeah. Urban ground footage, Sharp oh. Park last night.
0: Yeah, how long has oh, it been, Buzz? How long?
1: Since 2019, right?
0: Since you were there, yeah, and home yeah, games. Since
1: 2019, so. and I'll write in my column about it tomorrow, just the experience, and there were horribly long queues, and there was no parking, there's a building site there what the atmosphere of the suburban venues compared to the big stadium it's just not a contest Mm -hmm. and uh, gosh it was a wonderful experience Um, it it really was and look the result obviously went quite way but you know there's a lot to be said for Peter Volandi's and his campaign to get more money for these venues. Brookvale's going to uh, get its new uh, stadium in the not too distant future Penrith, there's going to be money spent at Shark Park, Leichhardt, um, Cogra. It, 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 you've got no idea, Bulldog, what a great night it was just being there and um, experiencing the atmosphere and families crammed into the hill. You could smell the beers and the pies and <laughs> and the hot dogs and just old school rugby league.
2: Sound like you're a bit smitten with yesterday, Buzz?
1: Oh, mate, seriously, it was just fantastic. And you know, you compare this the experience of the big stadiums you get
2: there it can be soulless there's tens of thousands of empty seats and it's horses for courses isn't it buzz there's times for those big stadiums obviously and there's times for suburban footy i even saw some vision buzz of toby rudolph having jumped the fence and was actually in the crowd hugging and getting selfies and i thought that's what footy is all about Mm. letting these stars get up close and personal with the punters yeah he jumped the
1: fence it was uh, quite remarkable but It was a crazy night because ScoMo was there and he couldn't get into the Sharks' dressing shed, or their major sponsors, because of COVID protocols. Mm. But then Toby jumped the fence and spent 10 minutes with the fans. The players were, you know, cuddling fans and doing selfies. (laughs) The, the, the members and the fans got a better deal than the PM last night. <laughs>
0: Fair enough. Hey, Baz, Willow from Windsor wants to know if you celebrated the Sharks' last-minute win with a jungle chicken curry last night. <laughs> Can I tell you I, I did? Oh, I, you uh, I, I came home and I, I jumped straight on the computer and I, I worked on the
1: cover for the Gary Ferris on the Sunday Jelly Sports section. But I did jump onto my Uber Eats app and ordered, yes, the jungle
2: chicken curry, and it was so, outstanding. So it's fair to say that the front cover of the biggest selling sports section <laughs> in Australia was yeah. designed around a chicken curry. It was. It was, <laughs> too. What did you have for dinner? Last night, uh, yeah. tofu, vegetables, and fruit. Wow. That's how I roll. Really? No, I'm lying. <laughs> I, had <a> <laughs> I had a pie. I dig it, And it was a galo's pie, too. Oh, dear, oh, dear, Bulldog. Hey, listen, Buzz, I've Hero. just read in your column, it's mm. an interesting story about the great man, Ray Warren, saying he's he's tortured by this decision yeah. about whether to keep going or not.
1: Look, I rang Rabs on Friday and just hearing his voice was beautiful, you know, I, I love it. And um, and he's the voice of rugby league for more than four decades, but he's still umming and ahhing whether he's going to call football this year and... Um, I think he'll make a decision the next few weeks. He asked Channel Nine to be left off the roster for the first six weeks of the competition that he's called ninety nine origins. I would personally love to see him call the one hundredth origin. I think there should be a special presentation to the great man to go with that. But look I can under- look, he's seventy eight years of age. How long do race callers go for, Ray? People like Ian Craig and
0: Johnny Tapp. How long yeah. when do they retire? Ah, uh, well Johnny Tapp matter. Yeah, Johnny Tapp he retired after about thirty odd thirty odd years, he and Craig about the same. You know, you've got some ago go on fifty years, buzz, you know. I guess it's, it's whether they have that passion still. Yeah, but what what's not not Rab's humming and Ring because he doesn't want
1: to undo any of the great work that he's done in the mm. past. And yeah. and obviously at that age it's harder to pick up players than and, you know, but I, I want him to continue. I really do. Rugby League's not the same without him. Him alongside Peter Falingos were the first media inductees into the NRL Hall of Fame. He's such a part of Rugby League, particularly on Origin Night. And I think he might have another season in him perhaps. But look, that's a decision for him. I don't like ringing him all the time and asking him, but he was more than happy to have a chat and And, uh, look, I I do hope
0: he can keep going. Yeah, no, he is the voice of rugby league. Hey, Buzz, also in your What's the Buzz column today, I love this story. Harry Garside, who we've had on this show, and for our listeners who are aware of him, he's the guy who, the boxer who won a bronze medal at the Tokyo Olympics. And what he's doing with his medal, Buzz, I think shows what a special person he is. All these good young boxers, mate, they're good people. Mm. You know, George Cambosis and... um,
1: Jeff the ex-boy uh, Brock, Bulldog, Jarvis. Uh, Brock Jarvis, they're, they're such good kids. This Harry i he can fight too. He's, mm. he's back in the ring next month. He's, he's, um, so what he did, he won a bronze uh, in Tokyo. It was only our second medal at the Olympics in boxing in 50 years, so that's how rare it is. He lives in Sydney now, and the medal was just at his old home in, uh, in Melbourne. And he said, look, it's just sitting round. Um, I'm not enjoying it. I'm I'm focused on my future, not the past. So he wants to inspire. He said when he was a school kid, he he still did a tour of the um, museum at the MCG. Mm. And he was really, really inspired by what he saw. It was one of the reasons he took up boxing and became such a fit athlete. He's hoping he might be able to do the same thing for youngsters. There won't be too many boxing medals in that museum, if there are any. And I I just think it's a really lovely thing to do. And, mm. yeah, I, you, you can't praise the kid enough. And it says a lot about, as I've said those names before, there's some, it's such a violent, tough sport. But, and I, I used to think when I was growing up, they can't be nice, they want to build you <laughs> and all this. But, jeez, he's a good kid. He, he really is. is. He. he certainly is.
2: Yeah. Buzz. I'm being a bit self-indulgent. Here in January, I did a double-page spread on the release of Craig Field from yeah. jail. And I notice you've got an item in your column today that yeah. he's trying to restore his reputation. And he attended a fundraiser for the Cootie Surf Lifesaving Club last week, where you wrote this morning he spoke honestly and remorsefully about his actions that led to his conviction of manslaughter. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I spoke to a couple of guests, including Steve Gillis, who were at the function, and they said he, he spoke really, really well, and he spoke with, you know, genuine, not shame, it's not the word, but regret about um, what had happened and the time he spent in prison, and, you know, maybe Craig Field, with a bit more redemption over the next two or three years, will be in a position to talk to rugby league players, to talk to kids in the schools, and, It showed what happened that a night out in the grog, no matter what the circumstances, can go horribly wrong. And the more kids and the more footballers who get that message from people like Craig Field, the better society is going to be. And um, I think it's good that he's out and about again. And, look, nothing's going to bring back the the poor fella who was the victim of manslaughter, but... um, I, I like it. I really do, and it's a small step on the uh, you know the road back.
0: Exactly. Speaking of road back, Blake Ferguson is back in Sydney. Is he a yeah. chance of getting a contract, Buzz NRL? Look
1: at the moment right now. Look, the first call I made was to Parramatta because they've lost a couple of wings yep. and, and and they're short on the flanks. But look. There is not interest in power, Mate, I spoke to Adam O'Brien on Friday too in Newcastle, thinking Newcastle could probably do with a winger. No, not at this stage. But as Bulldogs will tell you, and all rugby league fans will tell you, these things change. And in another three or four weeks, as uh, clubs start suffering injuries and looking for experience and looking for a big, powerful fella to return kicks, I think it might change. I don't know. I don't think the NRL will put the big red felt pen through his name. He's done his time. He served 29 days in jail. He was foolishly caught with in the possession of cocaine in Japan and blew a huge, a big money contract. But look, you know, sadly cocaine is done in society and you saw Brent Naden at Penrith took it the night before grand final. But then... Only got a four weeks, of, you no longer get the two years. Mm. And uh, I'd like to see Blake given another opportunity. He's 32 years of age. I think he showed at metal last year. He's still got it. And I don't know, Dino, your thoughts?
2: Uh, yeah, I, look, I think everyone loves Fugo for who he is, Buzz. He's a big cuddly teddy bear, isn't he? But, you know, he's yeah. stuffed up, there's no yeah. doubt about it. But I yeah. think he's got a lot to offer on a reduced contract. He's got a lot of experience. He's only 32, Buzz. He's probably got another. Yes. One two years left, so yeah. Look, I think someone will pick him up along the way. Okay. Uh, he's mm. such a he's such a clumsy bugger, Bulldog. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. He's lovable though, isn't he, Fergo? You can't help it yeah, like he yeah. but like
0: him. Yeah.
2: Buzz, another interesting piece you had. Um, Sonny Bill Williams has invited Jeff Robinson mm. to his fight against Barry Hall on Wednesday. Of course, Jeff battling throat yeah. cancer. So that's a lovely gesture from SBW.
1: Yeah, look, tell me when S B first arrived in Sydney as a youngster in 2003, it was. Um, He played a bit of football with Jeff Robinson's son, and and Robbo became very friendly and and helped Sonny Bill adjust to life in Sydney, and recently Sonny Bill heard of of his battles with cancer, and he, he went and visited him at his home in Sydney's West, but he's invited to the game. He'll go with his great mate Arthur Laundie, and... It'll be great to see Robbo there. It'll mm. be a big
0: fight. Yeah, wishing Robbo all the, the best. The story I love yeah.
1: morning, guys, um
0: was Lori Daly going bush yesterday. Did you see that?
1: Yeah, in um, your column, yep. Yeah. Junie yeah. Diesels. Yeah, this is a really special because I tell you what annoys me. There's all these political games going on at the New South Wales rugby league at board level. And three of the people on the board, the country rugby league officials who seem to be, in my view, more concerned about keeping their jobs and their free tickets and their, you know, the the stuff that comes with on Origin Night of being a director. So it's left to great people like Laurie Daly, like Trent Hodkinson, like Adam Perry, the former Bulldogs hooker, who give up their weekends and travel all the way to Juneau yesterday for registration day. Now, Juneau Diesel are going so bad, they're going to struggle to put a first-grade side into the country competition this year. So these guys very, very generously gave up their time, and the kids loved seeing them there. It happened at Laurie Daly Oval there, and um, I, I think they deserve congratulations, and I think certain directors at the New South Wales Rugby League should be get off their bums and get out there and do a bit of this themselves.
2: Yeah, I've been down there a lot of times, as you know, Buzz, and certainly the town of Juneau is very passionate about their rugby league, but the last few years they have had some number problems so, in terms yeah, of players?
1: The, yeah, look, it's COVID. Bulldog is one of the reasons. Um, you, you know, there's floods in the northern rivers and look, in fairness, the New South Wales Rugby League are throwing you a lot of money to pay registrations, insurance by football, tackling pads, etc. But a lot more needs to be done in you know how strong Peter Volandis is about participation. It's not just in metropolitan
0: areas; it's in the bush, which has
1: always been a, an important lifeblood for the game and uh, future recruitment.
0: Mm. Hey, Buzz. Before we get your tips on today's two games to complete round two, we I hope you listened to our interview with Craig Bellamy because you got a piece in what's the buzz, and I think it sort of sums up Bellamy's staying not just in rugby league but in the sporting world.
1: Ah. Uh, I heard I heard that he's he's a great man and that was a wonderful uh that was a wonderful presentation in Melbourne the other night and I've got to give the South Sydney Rabbitohs a wrap that they stayed on the field. You know no one asked them to, but I was very disappointed after golden point loss, but it's a mark of the respect Craig has across the game as they stayed on the field. The South players individually shook his hand afterwards and just a great night for the game. I thought Andrew Abdo did a very good
2: speech and, yeah, it was great. Buzz, we've got a text come in from Shane, who has lived up there in Butterham. When I heard Australia's most powerful man was at Shark Park last night, I thought ScoMo was there, but I didn't realise oh, it was actually Buzz. Yeah, I don't need
1: how the most
2: powerful as ScoMo. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty powerful, <laughs> really Buzz. You great. keep telling us every week.
1: Oh, stop! <laughs>
2: You're the only man to put yourself I, in I your was... top 100 power list.
1: I didn't put myself in, you right. know I did, so don't carry on with that one.
2: Right. Not only that, test. you put yourself in the top 10. It's a scandal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, Please.
0: Buzz, hey, not, I, Knights, I, Tigers at four o'clock, Bulldogs and Broncos yeah. at six.
1: Yeah, the Knights will win, and um, I think the Broncos will win. And just on your topic of the day, you were talking about mm. great upsets.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: 981,
0: Headingley and 81, in England. Oh, oh, of course. Botham's test. Five
1: hundred to one. The pop mm. the late great. The were the late great Rod Marsh and Dennis Lee had something on him at five hundred to one. Absolutely no suggestion of a rort. But both of them, I looked it up. Called one hundred and forty nine. And Bob Willis. Eight for 43.
0: Yeah, no, that was tough to watch. But, but, but
1: because the test wasn't over in two, in two days, Dean wouldn't have liked it. He likes... Um,
2: <laughs> Phil likes to see England win games over Australia. That's what we argue all the time. No,
1: no, no I don't, Dean. Yes, you I'm do. Texting Ray when you are in bed the other night.
2: <laughs> how many passports have you got, Phil? I,
1: how, how much I enjoyed the five-day Pakistan test match with Australia. It was thrilling.
2: Have you got a red passport? <laughs> uh, Dean, no comment. No, have you got a red passport? I do have a break. Okay. Thank you, Phil. In. Lovely to speak to yeah. you again. <laughs> See yeah. you next week.
1: <laughs> hey, guys.